0: We have a special, special day today, and I have been excited for a month for this day to get here. Uh, I love, I always have, but I love uh, talking to people who have age and experience and wisdom, and from a young child into my teenage years, maybe it was being raised somewhat by my nanny uh, earlier on, but I love uh, just to hear people's story and to ask them questions. And my wife, About a month ago, uh, we were looking at Pastor Appreciation Month and some things we could do at all of our locations, and so as we began to toss around some ideas, my wife had said, babe, what if we uh, was to talk to not only here, but Mount Vernon and other places, what if we were to talk to some of the people that God has blessed Storyside with that have served in pastoral ministry over the years, and these people could go to Mount Vernon, or these people could help at this location, these people could help... Here in Belleville and we began to dialogue through that and so we reached out uh, to uh, pastors and leaders and began to to piece together what you're going to hear in the next 30 or 40 minutes i loved it at nine o'clock i believe it's going to be special again uh here at the the 1045 service but between uh the individuals that are getting ready to come to the stage you got about a, a couple of hundred not even counting my years you have a couple of hundred Years of pastoral ministry—that's uh, going to sit here on the stage. That's a long time, and uh, the questions we're going to ask—it's—it's uh, it, it's just such a an amazing thing. It's a humbling thing that Storyside has been blessed with pastors that end up uh, partnering with, joining, attending, uh, being part of Storyside. I tell Angel all the time, if and when we would ever transition, where would we go? And, and I've shared this with Pastor Kim, even that you would think that's an easy question, like, well, there's churches everywhere. We don't realize until you're looking for a church that maybe there's not churches everywhere uh, that you want to plant your family. And so it's, it's always very humbling that we have, I think, last count, eight or nine, it might even be 10 pastors uh, that have ended up being part of StorySide. And whether that's Dr. Miller, whether it's Gary Miller, Uh, different ones. Pastor Jim, of course, at the time, these people that are going to join on the stage, uh, it's just very special uh, to have pastors that end up being part of StorySide. And so you may not even always realize when you walk in and see them greeting or working in the cafe or the tent or a prayer team, you may not always realize their journey that brought them to here, uh, but it's amazing. And so Uh, Before they come to the stage, I I do want to tell a pastor joke. I've got a lot of them, Uh, but I want to tell this pastor joke. The Episcopal priest, wearing his clerical collar, visited his wife in the hospital. He greeted her with a hug and with a kiss. After their visit, he hugged her again, he kissed her, and and then he left. Later, the wife's hospital room roommate commented, Your pastor is way friendlier than mine. Uh, That's not funny. But would you do me a favor, applaud, honor, cheer, welcome to the stage about 200 years of pastoral experience and, and years of ministry? Would you welcome the Burgrafts, the Mowers, uh, Janine Holbert, <laughs> Pastor Tim, my wife? Would you welcome them as they join me here on the stage? Thank you. Love you. Yes. Love you. Thank you, Pastor Tim. Love you guys. Love you. Thank you, Janine. Pastor Tim. Thank you. Questions? Questions? The uh, I when talking to Angel, uh, we begin to navigate through some of the questions that we would love to ask you guys, and thank you for, again, saying yes. Janine told me, she said, Janine, all the way here on the end, I shouldn't have favorites, but if I did, Janine's got to be one of them. I love Janine, and when they started attending Storyside, her husband, Pastor Jim, who, who passed January, right, uh, on to be with the Lord, Jim would come in, and, and he would have his, his walker, his assistants there. It's always so encouraging, and And they immediately had a special place in my heart, 50-plus years of pastoral ministry that Pastor Jim and Janine gave to the body of Christ and the work of the Lord. And that's fantastic. That is fantastic. And Janine told me, she said, you know, my husband was the one out front who talked. I was the support behind the scenes. Uh, And so even when we were texting back and forth, she's like, I don't want to tell you no. And I'm like, good. Uh, Thank you for saying yes. Yes. Uh, And so, uh, sincerely, Janine, thank you for being part of today. Uh, We also have Dr. Burgraff, his wife Margie, fantastic couple, 25 plus years. And then we have Kim and Ruth Maurer, and we have Pastor Tim over here on uh, the end. And so, thank you to these guys. We have other faces, other leaders that will be doing the same uh, in Mount Vernon and other locations. And so, thank you guys for sharing some of your story today very 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 appreciated why don't we start with you pastor tim and just maybe share a little bit about yourself uh some of you guys if you've got kids grandkids share a little bit about yourself so the story side can get to know you
1: um i'm the the baby in this group i look at the experience and, and a lot of these people have actually had uh, been part of my story uh dr burgraff i uh, don't know if he knows but uh, angel and, and uh uh, Micah and the, uh, the Mowers have just uh, been a huge part of my story, uh, uh, younger in the faith, pastored a lot less years than any of them, uh, have kids and grandkids that are just on fire for God, so uh, I just I love being part of uh, StorySide, and I'm super encouraged by your daughter, because that's really more of a testament to the church that one of a child wants to go into ministry, you know of the church that our father is. So that's a huge thing about says a thing about your church. So
0: thank you.
2: Ruth and I were Ruth and I were in our 30s when God called us into ministry and our girls were 10 years old down to 5. And I don't know if they were prepared or we were prepared for the fishbowl of being in the pastorate, but God was faithful and two of our daughters are here today with us Stephanie and Kristen. And uh, it was a good experience. There were good times, there were hard times, and yet uh, God was good. We pastored for 23 years there and a couple of years with Tim in a church plant downtown. And then God has called us now into different ministries. Ruth is a nurse at Discovery School, and I work at Juvenile Corps with Judge Steve McKinley. Work with troubled kids every day, so God is good.
0: Maybe you want to say anything you want to save all the good stuff? Uh,
3: <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Dr. Bergraf, Margie. Um, this is my sweet wife Margie. We've been married uh, 33 years and we have two children, uh, two adult uh, daughters who are both married, uh, a couple of uh, fine young men, uh, Bobby Orr, really that is his name, and yes he does play hockey, <laughs> and David uh, Sullivan. And, uh, and then one special little guy who's three years old, the apple of grandpa's eye, my lone uh, grandson, uh, Russell, and we sure love him. Um, 25 years of ministry, ordained as a pastor of the Christian Missionary Alliance, uh, also then a ministry in counseling, uh, now celebrating our 20th anniversary of family life counseling and psychiatric services. And... Uh, I shared in the, in the 9 o'clock hour, and I want to share with you. been waiting for that opportunity. We've been coming here now for uh, close to four years, about four years, and there are three reasons why we chose StorySide. The first is uh, I wanted to go to a church that lifted up Jesus Christ, and that happens here at StorySide every Sunday. Secondly, I wanted to go to a church that preached the gospel, that, that preached the word of God. And that happens every Sunday at Storyside Church. And then thirdly, I wanted to go to a church where it was evident that the Holy Spirit was at work as a result, as a result of life change. And there is no question that lives are being changed as a part of the ministry here. And uh, so that's why we're a part of Storyside and glad to, to, to be here and to be a part of the church family.
4: Um, Like Pastor Micah said, my husband was a minister for a little over 50 years. We were married for 52 years, and then when, and my husband uh, pastored at a Christian church or Church of Christ, and then when we both retired, we moved down here to be close to our one and only child and our son, Josiah, his wife, Sarah, and our three grandkids, four, seven, and nine, and, um... Like he said, Jimmy was always up front. I was always <laughs> in the background, keeping things organized, having things run smoothly. And but I think that made a good a good team. Yeah. And um, when we moved here, we didn't know where we'd go to church. We tried out several churches, and none seemed to fit. And when we came here, we just knew. Um, we could feel the Holy Spirit. Um, my husband was very critical, um, <laughs> and you guys passed all the tests. <laughs> so we stayed, and we certainly have not regretted one day. So I guess that's my story.
0: <laughs> and I would say, Janine, I am so gr- I wish I would have had a longer time frame with your husband. I am so grateful that I was able to be in the home stretch. And to even be part of his memorial service, and the fact that you allowed us to speak that and share that, I love, and I and I know 52 years, I know you your family loved your husband. I loved your husband. I'm so grateful that God brought him into my life. So um, glad that we haven't said our final goodbyes. We we'll, we will see each other again. So when I when I hear you guys talk. When I say I'm humbled that you're part of StorySide, I really am. I tell her that all of the time. It's, I've never heard you say before, Pastor Jim was critical. <laughs> That's actually great. Um, right, in a good way. Uh, no, I get it, I get it. Uh, I, I, lo- I love even hearing that because it just means so much whether or not it was your husband or others that you, you guys would feel safe enough to plant your family here at Storyside, just knowing 52 years, knowing you would feel safe enough. So I hear Church of Christ, the Missionary Alliance, right? Uh, Pastor Kim, some of you may know, Kim and Ruth built that amazing, build, the team and church, but you were part of building, pastoring, leading Ontario Christian Fellowship. And Tim, and your journey downtown and, and things like that. We come to Storyside, there's 17 backgrounds. And, and when you read the verse of Scripture in, in the Bible where it says he gave pastors, evangelists, teachers, prophets, you know, apostles, he, he gave those gifts so that the body of Christ could be healthy, they could work, they could be effective. But then a couple of verses down, it says that the enemy loves to divide the body, his schemes, he loves to separate, pick apart. Uh, people often ask me, how does StorySide have so many backgrounds? Like, a couple years ago, our, our, our largest growth that year was Catholicism. But people will ask, like, so Micah, you came out of apostolic holiness, you know, Pentecostal influence. You hear the mixture. like, how is that even possible that you could have Baptist people and independence and, you know, Church of Christ? And how is that possible? And I always go back to, the, you know, the common... The, co- the common denominator has to be Jesus. So regardless of whether you're young or old, black, white, wherever you came from, we're going to meet here. Yeah. And there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one, and we're going to meet there. When, when you guys come to the church here, and maybe Dr. Burgraf, you could even weigh in on this. And then if anyone else wants to chime in as well, but you come in, 17 backgrounds, maybe different style, different things like that. Uh, how, how do you plant your family in story side, even coming out of Missionary Alliance? And I would ask the same to you guys because I get that question all the time. You know, we'll even have some people in the community that will say, you know, they actually think it's funny. They will say, you guys don't know what you are. Uh, like you guys can't even pick one. And that's maybe sort of true. Like, uh, I don't know that I want to pick one. Um, but what, when you guys come and, and make this your home, what, what would you say that, that you would see as the reason that 17 backgrounds can come together and be unified?
3: Well, you said it a few moments ago, and that is the centrality of Jesus Christ, that he is the main thing. Uh, he is uh, the, the, the king of, of the church, the, the master, and uh, there are things that, that we're not always going to agree uh, on everything theologically. Uh, I know that when I get to heaven, there are going to be some surprises, the things that I thought I had figured out. I'm going to be, I'm going to be very surprised that I, that I was wrong, but I know I will be. But you know the, the <laughs> But the reality is, is when, when we came here, the very first service. You could just sense the working of the Holy Spirit and Jesus was, was lifted high. And that's what I believe draws us all together here. That's, that's the, what, what uh, brings us together as one is our uh, dedication, our belief uh, uh, in Jesus Christ, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yeah, that's good. Guys, any thoughts? On, on coming
0: together as one.
2: I agree with uh, Pastor that we've got to keep Jesus the main thing, keep the main thing the main thing. And we can argue about lots of little minor things and divide us in many yeah. different ways. But Pastor Mike and Angel, you do such a great job of lifting up the name of Jesus, as we've been saying here this morning. And so we lift up Jesus' name, and we reach up to him in heartfelt worship. We hand down faithfully uh, the word of God. We reach into the needs of the saints. We reach out with the gospel of Jesus. StorySide is all about doing these main things that God's called his body to do. And so I'm just very blessed to be part of this family here, your family.
1: I love that. Thank you. I know that none of the people up here got into church to build a bigger church or build a denomination. What, what we all long for is that transformation that only Jesus can bring. Yeah. You know, we, we there's a world out there that's hungry for, for transformation. They're, tra- they're hungry good. for peace and hope, and that's what we long for. And we know it's not a, it's not a denomination that's going to get that. That's Jesus, and, and we want to see that.
0: Yeah, I love that, Pastor Tim. You know, I don't always share about this part of our story, but when Angel and I first got married, uh, we decided we were done. Just there, Sometimes there's so much politics and clicks and all that, and I don't like that stuff. Uh, So we decided we were done. So for about a year and a half, uh, we moved back to Canada. I'm working at a sports facility and started going down the path to run their golf course. And I'm a big sports guy. So uh, I I was going to do that. And God just had a way of constantly, everywhere I turned, he would like keep like, I'm not done with you. I'm not done with you. And so I love even just hearing your heart on sharing those things. It resonates with Angel and I that, we didn't do story side for all those things you're saying. I want to see lives changed. So when someone tells me, Pastor Micah, I've been clean 37 days. Pastor Micah, you know, our marriage is better. Pastor, that, that's a win for me. Uh, and so thank you for sharing that, um, Pastor Tim. What, when, when I look at, and I have a million questions, and I know we don't have time, but when I look at 200 years of experience, like I'm I'm 46. When I just think of 50-plus years and then we go down the line, what are some of the rewarding things in your life? Maybe, Janine, we can start with you, but what are some of the rewarding things in your life where you're like, I'm so grateful that God allowed me to be part of that?
4: Um, I, I shared this in the first service, but I'm going to share it again. When we um, started pastoring at our last church, they had totally cut out all giving to missions. Um, They just cut them off. And, of course, we didn't agree with that because we fully believe in tithing. We believe in the church tithing. So after a lot of preaching, teaching, praying, um, the board did reinstate all the missions and also catch up all the back support. And about a year and a half, Half later, I'd say we received a check in the mail for $10,000. And the board never questioned it. It was Christmas time and they just simply divided that all up between all of our missions and sent it to them. And then about two and a half years later, we received a letter in the mail from an attorney and a couple who had been married in our church years and years and years before and who didn't even. Attend our church, said that they wanted, um, they had no relatives, so they wanted our church to receive $250,000. And we just felt that the Lord, and we felt a small part of this, that the Lord was saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. I entrusted you with a small amount, you and you proved faithful. Now I'm entrusting you with a large amount. And we were just totally blessed by that.
0: Well, you know, it it made me think, Janine, even listening to you talk there, uh, I sat in a truck with a pastor, his name is Micah Sutton, Uh, sat in a truck with him uh, at a youth conference last year, and we prayed for big gifts. It's like two o'clock in the morning, and we're like, God, give us favor financially, and so he called me a few months back and said, I think it was $250,000. It just made me think of it listening to you that someone stopped at the church, came in and gave him a check. Last week, I was speaking at a conference and he was there and said a guy met him for breakfast and wants to give the church $2 million uh, for expansion. And so I'm still like my 2 a.m. prayer. I'm still praying for mine. Like, uh, but I, I would say... I would say that even at that conference, he came over, handed me a check. He said, I saw online where you guys are expanding the locations. So today is the first day for Ontario in their new building on Walker Lake Road. Today's the day. And so he gave a check, said he wanted to bless us, gave us $5,000. And most people wouldn't even know, but when I'm listening to you talk, I love in the body of Christ when people just become obedient to generosity, whether it's the 10000 or the 250,000 or even right down to, even right down to the people every week here that support, we, you wouldn't have a story side, you wouldn't have mission, you wouldn't have the great commission if people didn't believe in giving. Right, right. And so I know you said you were always adamant about it, but just hearing your heart, I'm so grateful for people that believe in it. That's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, Dr. Burgraf. something that was rewarding for you and Margie over the years.
3: Well, unquestionably, and I know it sounds repetitive, uh, but it's true. The, the most uh, exhilarating thing for me was, is, was and is to see a life transformed through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he changed my life. Uh, he picked me up. Uh, I was a train wreck happening. Not going to happen, happened. <laughs> and the Lord picked up the pieces and changed my life and, and and the Bible talks about the gospel being the dun, dunamis, the dynamite. And uh, there is nothing more powerful in, in, this, in this world or the universe than the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to mm. change a life. Yep. And then when we invite him into our lives, he walks with us all the way through till he takes us home. And it's the greatest news that's ever been told. And 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 so as a pastor being able to introduce Jesus to those that did not know him being able to apply the the wisdom of scripture through counseling to see folks trust him and and put his word into practice and to see that that made such a big difference in their lives was the most important and the most uh, exciting thing about being a part of ministry
0: i love that do me a favor uh, I saw just, just this week, one of our messages, so we, we have these numbers all the time, by the end of today, there could be two or 3,000 views. One just the other day I just saw was over 8,000 views uh, from a few weeks back. Um, for that person watching today, that person listening today, that maybe they feel like my life's a train wreck, uh, not going to happen, I am that guy talking right now. Maybe just speak life to them. I know we're talking 200 years, but speak life to them of there is hope, your life's not done, it's not over, maybe just speak the gospel to them even
3: today. Amen. And, it, and the, the reality is no matter where you are, Jesus, uh, his arm is not, uh, is not short. He is able to pick, pick you up right where you are. He accepts us right where we are. He doesn't expect us to get our lives straightened up and then come to him. Uh, he says, come to me as you are and when we do that when we trust him in He's simple so childlike faith thank you jesus he does his work don't worry about him doing his part he'll do his part all he wants us to do is is trust him to receive him into our hearts and into our lives as our lord and our savior and follow after him one day at a time learn uh, to know who he is better because i've always found, i found out that the better I get to know him, the more I love him. And the closer I walk with him, uh, the better uh, and more contented my life is. And, uh, uh, and so I would say to anyone who's listening, anyone that's, that's here as a part of the, uh, of the group today, is put your hand in Jesus' hand and never let go. That's really good. And he'll never let that's you
0: really down. Good. Thank you, Dr. Bergraf. Pastor Kim, uh, Ruth, so, something that would jump out to you that was rewarding for you over the years of ministry.
5: I just concur with Pastor Steve. And um, my heart, I I love it and I know it's part of how God has wired me. And just to see and to... Um, Have people connect with God and whether it's their first time or or whether it's their hundredth time and I know my personal testimony was I gave my life to Jesus when I was really really young and so believe me I had opportunities where I messed up as a Christian but the heart of God is he is faithful faithful. his love is everlasting And whenever we turn to him, he is there to take us and pick us back up. He will never, if we fail, he will never fail. He will never fail. And so I loved the times of seeing when people gave their life to Jesus for the first time. And those that maybe had walked away for a season, but then they came back because that that's the heart of God, and that's, I, I just, I love to see that.
0: It's so good.
2: God is good, and God is good at being God. And he loves us more than we can imagine. And he's able to take those situations that we've messed up and what the enemy meant for evil and to turn it into it, good. Turns it and that's good. who our God is. And so I think those are the blessings in my life, to see oh. the transformation that God can do.
0: Let me ask you this, Pastor Kim. Uh, I am, when when the the staff, which we have a great staff here, I know I'm biased, but I'm so thankful for our team. And when they're sharing with me, you know, Wednesday night at the harvest party, I think last year we had 5,500 people or some crazy numbers and teams are serving and trunk or treat and they're lined up out, you know, the driveway in 97 or 600 baptisms the last four or five years. And I love all of that. I, I am so... Grateful when people tell me, Pastor Micah, Freedom Nights is exploding. You, the circle is so big Tuesday night. I love it. But my favorite video today, I can't help it. My favorite video is my daughter, because I want my four kids to love Jesus. Yeah. And so, growing churches and building buildings and 200 years, I love all of that. But there's no substitute for me of even in ministry time today, I look over at Jalen, my 17-year-old, and she has tears streaming down her face. And so I'm like, are you okay, honey? She's like, I'm just praying. <laughs> uh, I love that my kids love Jesus. You referenced, you know, a couple of your children are even here today. You have grandchildren. Some, some of your grandkids are like best friends with my kids. Uh, but how grateful are you that your family now multi-generations loves jesus like like what when you when you think about that what would you say just like touches the core of who you are when it comes to kids and grandkids having a relationship with god
2: i had a a pastor's daughter tell me once i'll never ever marry a pastor you know and that's the fishbowl existence sometimes that kids have to grow up in in the church you know when there's expectations placed upon them that aren't Mm -hmm. realistic And uh, we tried not to do that with our kids. I wanted them to grow up, to love the pastorate, to love Jesus most of all. Yeah, and not to see them walking with the Lord. And not that we didn't have struggles. Everybody goes through struggles. Our kids did. We do. We still go through those struggles. But God is faithful. But yeah, God loves kids. God loves children, grandchildren. And I'm so grateful for the ministry of Storyside with young people here. Keep it going. I'm
0: very grateful. I'm very grateful. Pastor Tim, I know you and I have talked, like when I hear Pastor Kim saying that that fishbowl thing, uh, it is tough sometimes. There's probably nothing that gets to me more when I hear, you know, someone said or someone done it, it affects your kids. And Angel and I try to do the same thing. You know, we, we, we try... To keep them away from certain conversations and certain situations because it doesn't always make sense to them. But in your experience, you and I have talked before about how you felt even with your daughter that her faith, man, it was just being attacked like crazy. And you were on that edge of like, okay, God, uh, I don't, I know it's transparent, but I ask if you would share a little bit of that today, and and you agree? Do you mind just weighing in, someone, how thankful you are that even in some of those seasons, yes, tough, but God.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually the one of the most encouraging things about my story too. That it is my daughter, a fifteen year old daughter, actually wants to come to church, and it's that's why we're here at Storyside. It's not the place that I chose personally or my wife chose, but when a fifteen year old who we thought was going to walk away from the faith because of how hard church can be when you're a pastor's kid, you know, when when you go through that. They didn't sign up for ministry. They're our kids. Uh, so that's hard, you know, and it's like, um, so that's why I said at the beginning, that's why I'm super excited that your daughter actually wants to go into ministry because There's an expression called PKs. You know, it's it's not actually a good expression. That's a pastor's kid, and there's a whole generation of pastor kids that want nothing to do with church because of what they've seen their parents go through and how hard it's been on them, and they didn't sign up for that. So I'm super, super encouraged here by StorySide, how they're investing in the youth, how the kids want to be here, how the kids want to continue on a ministry of the parents and things like that. So I'm super excited about that.
0: What would you say are some of the things happening in your daughter's life that you're just so grateful to see God doing? How do you notice a difference as a dad?
1: The, the biggest thing I would say is your vision to give leadership away to the youth. Um, in so many churches, it's like, no, you're, you're, not, you're not old enough. You're not experienced enough. And it's like your leadership team is made up of young kids and fresh ideas and freshness and technology. And you're embracing that for the good of the kingdom. You're expanding the kingdom where they're at. You're meeting them where they're at. So I'm super encouraged by that. And that's where she's at.
0: I appreciate you sharing that. I, uh, you know, I often think about, because it's not, it's not always my style. I, I have to, like, try to keep up with them half the time. <laughs> but you know, some of my friends will want to hire my 19 and 20 and 21 year olds, like pastor friends of mine, they're like, we want to hire Eli. We want to hire Chance. We want to hire. And I tell them all the time, it's fine, but you have them in your church. You actually have them in your church. You just that 14, 15, 16, you got to start pouring into and believing and coaching. And, you know, everyone wants to hire like the finished product, although (laughs) none of us are finished, but they want that. And I've really tried to embrace utilizing young leaders before they're ready. So when people say, I don't know if they're ready. No, I don't think they are ready. Uh, but almost on the front end, I, I think Jesus used 12 before they were ready. Like, hey, you follow me. Hey, you come. Hey, you come to the mountain. You come to Jairus' house. Like, what's going on? We'll figure it out when we get there. Uh, but, and so I'm, I, I love hearing that. I'm proud of your daughter. I'm proud of all of our students and leaders, honestly. are you thankful for what God's doing with our kids and our students? In our in our final few minutes together, and maybe Pastor Tim, we can start with you, and and if anyone else wants to chime in, uh, you can. But what are what are some of the misperceptions of ministry? Uh, what are what are some of those things? I know I, everyone says you know preachers work one day a week and eat chicken, and you know that kind of a thing, <laughs> which I do love chicken. Um, so you got one of two right. <laughs> I love me some chicken. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> chicken and pie. Um, can you tell it's almost time to eat? Um, what, what are some of the tough things either personally your family went through? And I know it's a tough question, but what are some of the things that you're like, wow, that was a lot harder than what I realized or maybe some of the misperceptions of ministry?
1: Yeah, there's, there's two things that come to mind, and I was just talking to somebody about that um, before. Uh, Dr. Burgraff's kind of hit it on the head is one thing is we're train wrecks too. <laughs> we're broken, we have baggage, we have mess, you know we've we 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 are just people and we sometimes get elevated like we have it all together and we, we don't. Um, so that is you know that we're just we, we're fallible and we, we make mistakes and we screw things up and we can screw it up even big. Um, and the second thing was, was how important it is um, you think that being a pastor it's like you don't realize how much negative we can hear. And it's really important for the church to, to encourage your leaders, encourage your pastors. and you may think, well, they probably hear that all the time. No, we don't. We hear the negative all the time and sometimes we think that's what everybody believes because that's all we're hearing. So those words of affirmation, those prayers, those words of comfort, those encouragements are huge to outweigh and keep us up on the, up on the wall, you know, because we want to get sucked down into the, the darkness at times. So that's huge. And, and we aren't just, it's not like this big thing, like every church is just this fun place and everything's always good. No, it's not. We need encouragement and stuff inside the church.
3: Mm.
2: It's been said that 20% of the people do 80% of the work in any church. And it shouldn't be that way. We all have time and talent and treasure to share. And as pastors, you need to know that we're all behind you. We all want to help you. And so you can't do it all. We don't expect you to do it all. And some might have an expectation you can be a friend to all these thousands of people. You can't be a personal friend to everybody but you continue to lead us and give us vision and teach us faithfully God's word and make room for the Holy Spirit, you know, and we will follow the Lord through you. And But I think misperceptions is that you've got it all together, that uh, your lives are perfect, and uh, we're the only ones with struggles. No, we all struggle with things in life. We all need encouragement. We all need comfort. And so... I just appreciate you making space for the Holy Spirit and for God whenever we gather.
5: Thank you, Pastor Kim. This might be jumping ahead, but I think it kind of leads right into the purpose of why we all come together. And um, as I was listening to Pastor Kim and Pastor Tim, um, just the phrase culture of honor was just going through my mind. And I believe that that is definitely nurtured here, that it's just because of a title doesn't give you a higher honor. We have a culture of honor where we honor one another, and we believe in each other and the giftings, the callings that each one of us and you have. And when we come together as a body of Christ, how we can minister to one another— whether it's standing up and hearing an amazing message, which th- he is the best communicator. I love listening to Pastor Micah preach. Um, Give or that woman a gift. Do we have a
0: gift? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm
5: kidding. Or okay. whether it's just Patsy, just watching yeah. a, a beautiful mother, grandmother praying with somebody and yeah. helping them along. We need each other. You can sit at home, but you aren't going to get that. You aren't going to get yeah. the hug. You aren't going to get the personal encouragement, wor- a word of encouragement. You aren't going to be able to give that personal mm. word of encouragement. That's good. We need each other, and we love it when, when you come.
0: I love that, Ruth. So even those joining us on Facebook yes, Live, come. I want you to catch we what Ruth you. just said. Uh, sometimes <laughs> with technology, I love that. Sometimes with technology, we're always viewing it as what we can get, and there's certain things in the room you don't get when you're online, but I love just hearing you say it's also what you give, that you have certain, you could have given a handshake, you could have given a hug, you could have given a word of encouragement, but if you're not here, you can't give it. That's fantastic. You're speaking my wife's language. My wife's always like, babe, tell them to come to church. Uh, So now they're going to like tag team. If you can get to church, come to church. like that don't you babe huh she was like amen Ruth amen Uh, that was fantastic Um, thank you very much for sharing Uh, Pastor Steve Dr. Steve I I love what God's doing in your life right now even through the lens of counseling and stuff so I know we're talking pastoral ministry but God's doing so much in your life in these other areas and I'm grateful for that thank you for what you do uh, I, I don't view it as like these big different, I think it's just different chapters in the book, uh, but I'm thankful for the book. So sometimes I I can hear all of this, 70% of people don't give, 80% of people don't do the work, and and that's really true. Like I'm a big probably overthinker, study stats, the team would tell you every week I want to know. At Ohio State played the night before. What was the weather? What was the temperature? So they, they track all of that. Tell me the last two years, this, this, this. But the reality is that the focus can't always be on the 80 and the 70 and all of that. I am very, very, very grateful. I know Angel feels the same for the 20 that does work, for the 30 that does give, for, for those people. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them looking back at your years of pastoral ministry, what would you say to all of those people that they weren't Ballad and Tobiah getting you down off the wall? They weren't the Ephesians scheming and dividing. They weren't the people that was talking, murmuring. They were actually the people that was like, we're praying, we're supporting, we're inviting. What would you say to all of those people in the body of Christ, story side, but the body of Christ in general, that they are the one, they are the wind beneath our wings kind of thing?
3: Well, I, I would just tell you that those are the folks, uh, you are the folks that that really uh, are the most important part of building the church. See, the Ephesians chapter 4 always thought of it as my primary job description, and that is to assist and to help them to be able to do the works of ministry. So primary responsibility was to help them find their calling. The priesthood of the believers, that all of us have a calling. All of us have something that God has called us to do and that he wants us to do with all of our hearts. And when it's in our DNA to serve. And so when we do, we're at the happiest place. Margie was saying, uh, you were saying to me um, this morning that the happiest folks in, in, in churches that we have pastored have been the folks that have been involved. Been mm-hmm. the people wow. that, have, that have gotten themselves involved in ministry and, and, and served uh, in the place where God called them. Wow. And the reason why is because they're contented because it's in our DNA right. as believers to serve. And when we're not serving, then I think God creates an element of discontent within us. And sometimes that discontent comes out in the wrong way. But when oh. your eyes and your heart is focused on what it is that God is calling you to do and you're doing it with all of your heart, all of the other things that seem to distract us and get in our way all of a sudden become very small for the greater cause. And so I would say to those of you that have, that, that know your calling and that are serving, God bless you. God bless you. Keep on doing the good work. And you know what? It, it It's... Uh, uh, as you're doing it, you're also serving as a model for the rest of us and uh, encouraging others to do the same. So keep keeping on. We love you as, as pastoral staff and so forth. I know the, the large team that serve, the, the great numbers. How many are, uh, how many is it exactly? Probably over
0: 600, the three locations that serve. Yeah.
3: Wow, wow. To all 600 of you, thank you. And may your numbers grow. Yep. And yes. As they do, and as they do, the contentment of the church body will grow as well. And it will be even That's a really happier good. place really than good. it already is.
0: That's really good. That's really good. The, um, I know we don't have a ton of time left, but this has been on my mind for a month or two, so I'm still marinating on it. I'm not... I'm not there yet, I just, I've had it on my mind for a month or two and I've shared it with a couple of close friends that I'm 46, I went to Bible college in 1990, so my journey of pastoring and traveling, uh, so much changes along the way. You know, I know we're all different ages, but so much changes as you go and there are people that This is where I've been the last month or two. There are people that I think if I could pasture them now, uh, I think maybe I would have been able to be so much better of a pastor to them now. People I pastored in my 20s and even into my 30s, just conversations I had, getting frustrated with them. You know, there was times they did do certain things. But different ways that I handled stuff that I'm almost like if, you know, because it's not always the people that you know, are making the mistake, I've made mistakes, uh-huh. a bunch of them. And, you know, sometimes I'll think like, if I could pastor you now, I think I could be a better pastor to you than I was in my 20s or 30s. Uh, what would you say, Dr. Burgraf? whether it's as a pastor, or even a counselor, what would you say to those people, be it in the room, or definitely the, the thousands that could watch online, that would say, I got hurt by the church or I got hurt by a pastor, which again, there's no perfect pastor or church. I've met people in this county that will say, well, you know, we're here, we're here, we're looking for the perfect church. There is no perfect church. That's heaven. Uh, But what would you say to those people? They're not serving, they're not engaged, they're not a part because they have been hurt. Maybe it would have been by another pastor, myself, you know, an usher, some, you know, a greeter. There's always something trying to hurt people and offend people and, what would you say to those people that need to really get past, like, the offense and hurt and get back in the game? Like, it's not God's plan for you to live the rest of your life blaming the church, whether, even if it's legitimate, even if it's legitimate uh, hurt that you went through, that you, you need to heal. You, you need to turn the page. So whether it's a pastor or even your giftings as a counselor, what would you say to those people that need to really move on from bitterness and offense?
3: Well, there, there's two things. One is, and I think it's, uh, I mentioned it in the first uh, service, and that is there's a Matthew 18 principle. And the Matthew 18 principle basically teaches this, that if you have a, a ought against your brother or your sister, if there's something that, that is between the two of you, the scripture says that you're to go to alone to them and seek to make that right. That's a rough transliteration. But the reality is, how many problems could be solved if we followed that one principle? Many. And so if, if, if somehow you have opted out of the church because somebody said something to you and you have allowed that root of bitterness to grow within you and to keep you from, from the church family and from church, let me encourage you uh, to, to seek to follow the biblical principle of Matthew 18. And go to that person and seek to make it right and so that there can be healing in that relationship. The other thing is I, I believe that, that the enemy, the enemy of the church, would nothing, like nothing more than to get the church army to fight with each other. Because this is a spiritual battle that we're engaged in. And so if he can divert our attention from personal issues and, and small things. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in, in history and you think of all the great movements down through time and the things that have gripped people's hearts. They have uh, gone through uh, tremendous challenges and barriers to get what it is that they believed in done. All kinds of adversity. And the thing that drove them was that which gripped their heart. And so whatever it is that has, has diverted your attention, has, has taken you away from the body of Christ. Let, let, let's get our eyes. I would encourage you to get. Uh, that we should get our eyes back on Jesus. And the great cause. This world is going to pass away. And by That's the way so this good. isn't our home. So good. This isn't our home. We're just passing through. Yep. And he has a calling and an intention for us. And a work for us to do in the meantime. And, and so if you've been hurt. And that is uh, driven you away from the church. Won't you, won't you just get your eyes back on the Lord and realize that in the process of doing that, He can bring healing to your heart, and He can bring you back into the fold. And, and don't stay away. We love you. We want you to be a part of the family again. That's good. Come back home. Come home.
0: So, Janine, I, I got so many thoughts in my mind, but let's close with this, and then Angel has some comments she, she wants to share. My first, my first thought, two things. My first thought is thank you for being involved. You, guys, thank you for being involved. It would be so easy for you to come after 200 years combined and settle in, sit in the shadows, come late, leave early kind of a thing. When I walked in and saw you guys at Grow back when, I almost had to go to my truck and like contain the emotions. Such an honor, Pastor Kim. When I first moved here and you're doing brown bag lunches, and like I was working with students and doing follow-up, writing postcards to people. Like you were a legend to me, you, Pastor Pound, different one. you guys were legends to me. If you'd have told me then, "Hey, fast-forward 17, 18 years are going to attend your church," like humbling. It is humbling to me. I love that you're here. And when I hear Pastor Tim, You know, the team will tell me, Pastor Tim's helping with students and he spoke to some of our young leaders at the coffee shop and had such a wealth of wisdom and I haven't told you that. Well, my team's telling me, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because you guys aren't just like, like sort of sliding or slipping out. You're engaged. Janine, you're one of the best greeters, smilers, huggers on the planet. But at StorySide, every time I turn around, you're at a door. Have a good day. Good to see you. And Dr. Burgraft, you and your wife, I feel the same. Prayer team and ministry moments and leading us in communion and maybe Belleville wouldn't know, but like going to Ontario to speak and going to Mount Vernon and speaking and some of those things that you do that, that these people wouldn't even know. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's encouraging to Angel and I to know that we have people like yourselves that believe in the vision of StorySide and what God's trying to do, and it means a lot to us. What I would like you guys to do, because if I tell them on StorySide Day, if I tell them, thank you for the parking lot, thank you for inclement weather, thank you for carrying umbrellas, they're going to be like, well, you have to do that. (laughs) Like, you better, like, you're... Coming from you guys in closing, let StorySide know not just as pastors Micah and Angel up here, even sitting out in a chair, even pulling onto the property. Just give a shout out to what a great team that the dream team is here at Storyside. You work with a lot of them.
4: We do have an excellent, excellent team, and they you can tell their hearts are with Jesus. Their eyes are on the Lord, and you can just see that the love radiate from each one of them. They don't think it's a job. They think it's a privilege to serve the Lord and to help StorySide grow.
3: I would say, uh, if, if it's okay, all the Dream Team folks, raise your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the work that you're doing. From the very first time that Margie and I pulled into the parking lot and those greeters were spinning signs and smiling, waving, you know, I thought, wow, you know, this is a friendly place. This is a place of second chances. And a part of it is to see so many of you every Sunday working and greeting parking cars out in the middle of when it's two degrees below or more below zero and snowing. Thank you for all that you do.
5: Mm. Thank you for giving. Thank you for giving of your tithes and your offerings so that the ministry can go on and impact lives. And thank you for your prayers. That is so important that you put a prayer wall around those people that are serving and uh, uh, lifting them up so that they can be encouraged to continue to do what the Lord has called them to do, putting gasoline in their engine by encouraging them.
0: That's so good.
5: Ruth? That is what I really appreciate too about each of you on the Dream Team is just the, your your bearers of hope, and that there is joy in the morning. And That's good. It was really difficult. I mean, we were at the place where I wasn't sure if I wanted to attend church again, and I was struggling with even why to go to church and. But yet, here we are, and I just really am thankful for each and every one of you. You are valuable, and we need you, and we cheer you on.
2: I appreciate you, Pastor Micah, for being patient with me. You know, like Ruth said, we got burned out on institutional church, even as pastors. We got hurt. And you allowed us to stay on the sidelines for a year and a half. A year. You didn't push me. Thank you. And God is patient. You've been patient. And we're ready to be back involved. So we want us all to be involved. We're glad we're here.
1: I love you. Uh, the vision that you, uh, Pastor Micah and Pastor Angel, have for this church so many people think that's where church is happening, but it's really happening where, where you really feel the transformation, where you really feel part of church is not coming and, and hearing your great messages. I, I love your messages. But it's being part of these dream teams and part of community and where you can, it's relationships. Yeah. And, and that's, again, that's why the Facebook thing, I mean, you, you miss out on that. You can't hug through Facebook. Not very well. Uh, you, can't, you, 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 you can't listen to somebody. You can't meet somebody where they're. And that's happening. I see these dream teams, and what I see is a group of people that's filled with joy and hope yep. that the world's longing for. So if that's what you're missing and you're coming here to church, connect someplace. The serving's part of it, but there's part of a community that that's really where the church yep. is happening.
0: Yeah, that's good. Babe? Hey. Um,
6: just before we close up, there's a couple of things I want to say. Um, thank you for all the kind words for Pastor Micah and I and for StorySide. It means a lot to us, so there's a lot of things that was said up here. I'm like, I want to cry, but I'm trying to hold it together. (laughs) Um, that, that truly speaks volumes, um, but today I wanted to celebrate the pastors, not us, but all the pastors, um. You're called to be a pastor. What that means is God places something deep down in your soul. That you can't leave. It doesn't leave. No matter if you try to retire, <laughs> try to opt out, whatever. It's a calling. It's a, it's a burning desire that's inside yeah. of you. Yeah. And that's what I can say about these people up here. Even though they might not be pastoring your church right now, they're still pastors. That calling hasn't left them. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to each of you guys. There could have been many times. Um, you could have quit. You could have opt out. Thank you for showing us how it's done. Thank you for keeping the faith. Kind of want to touch on what you, you said, um, Pastor Ruth i'm trying to learn um, a gentle answer it turns away wrath <laughs> there have been many times i wanted to stick up for people oh, and that's very hard <laughs> that's very hard but that's what i love about you guys oh. and you guys as well you guys are so humble and you're so so soft and just there's such a sweet spirit about everyone that's up here right now and um, i just want to say thank you for being great examples to everyone that's here, and we truly look at you guys as as leading the way, the generals. And I'm so I'm glad you're here. Our army of generals is growing stronger, yeah. we and um, we just thank God for you and for the many years that you have put into yeah. the kingdom and serving people.
0: Storyside, would people. you appreciate all of these amazing people on the panel today? Why don't you stand all over the room? We actually have gift baskets for them, gift cards for them, all kinds of goodies. We want to send them on date nights, coffee dates, all kinds of good stuff. And uh, so stay standing. Thank you again to uh, the panel for joining us today. Our stage hosts are going to come and transition us. But before they do, uh, I would love for Dr. Burgraff just to pray a blessing over Angel and I, pray a blessing over our pastoral staff. Uh, our extended team, Dream Team, the church. It's StorySide Day, uh, and we believe that God's not done with StorySide. We're coming up on 17 years old. God's not done with StorySide. He's not done with you. Uh, That really there are some amazing things God is still looking to do, and I'm glad that you and I get to be part of it. So I want Dr. Berggrath to to pray over you, and then we're going to bless them with gifts, and the stage hosts are going to come and transition.
3: Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before you, thank we you, thank Jesus. you for the good work, the excellent work that you are doing in our midst. We thank you for our pastoral team, for Pastor Mike, Micah and Angel and the rest of the staff. And we thank you for the gifting that you have given Jesus. to us and that you have called us together in all of eternity and time to this geographic location to continue the great work that you have established and that we have the privilege of being a part of. Lord, we know that the enemy would seek to destroy, would seek to create barriers to keep the work from continuing on. And Lord, we pray for a hedge of protection around each one thank you Jesus around uh, this this building around the 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 church Lord in the various locations and we pray that Lord your work will continue forward yes, Jesus. in power and in strength to your honor and to your glory and help us to keep our eyes upon you every day every moment and may your Holy Spirit, have its way, have his way in our hearts and in our lives. Pull us together, bring us together as a family and as a team. And may we see lives transformed and changed as a result of the dunamis, the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: One more time, would you let these guys know how thankful you are for joining us today?